You're listening to The Dollop on the All Thingy Comedy Network. Mm. This is an American, an American-only history podcast for each week. I, Dave Anthony, read a story from American history to his, my nemesis. What? It's Jay. Yeah. I was your driver. We're back to Nemesi. A lot of stuff happened on Twitter this, this uh, <laughs> What are you talking about? Why didn't you bring this mm-hmm. up before? Why are you just... Compared me the accent? to a dog? I didn't compare you to a dog. Someone else compared you to a dog. And I said the dog did better accents. Gareth Reynolds, who has no idea what the topic is going to be about. That's something a nemesis would say. It's called pal-razzin. It's just a pal-raz. It hurts me to the bone. You know but that Dave, I... Dave, You know. You know that I work on my accent a lot. an hour a day. You do. And, and But you know that I've told you to save... Maybe my You know that skill. I've told you to save that time and do something else because it's not great. It's working. It. It's I mean, working. I don't know that it... You know, I, I have not, a new one. No, no, no. Don't well, work on it and then unveil it at a totally different time. Don't do it now. That'd Italian? be crazy. No. Banana slug. Sorry? Ready? Italian banana slug. Ready? No. That's All it. right. Okay. This is a auditory, mainly auditory. Uh, I nailed it. Uh, Tell me that didn't sound like an Italian banana slug. This is like pathetic. It's gotten... I mean, I stand by everything I said. I have a teacher who teaches me... Who? Who is it? His name is Larry. Uh, all right. We're done talking about this, obviously. Uh, if you have any interest in seeing what this awful podcast so far looks like, you can go to our Patreon and uh, sign up. We have uh, this. You can watch Dave be um, an idiot. I do, uh, I do uh, strippings, video strippings over there. Pre-show, or, a bit of a stripping, and uh, and there's a lot clothes. of content on there. Uh, we put up our live uh, episodes, video of that. Sex tent. We put up the sex tent. Uh, that was easy. We just need to find a couple polls. Uh, we, uh, yeah, we do extras. We do. There's a, a live stream chat. out of Gareth's house, twenty four seven, so you can watch him walk around and do what he's doing. Yeah. No. And by the way, I only found about that bonus like five or six days ago and there are legal proceedings uh about that but yeah so you can watch that we're still i guess legally i can't undo it yet it's kind of a whole weird thing but we also uh we're on tour uh this weekend shows are sold out it's a tough shit uh this fall (laughs) we will be uh going on october 19th we'll be in columbus ohio on october 20th we'll be in pittsburgh on october 21st we'll be in cleveland on october 27th we'll be in grand rapids michigan 28th royal oak michigan november 3rd nashville november 4th louisville november 5th st louis and november 6th indianapolis uh i also have some stand-up comedy coming up uh thursday june 23rd very soon i'll be making my triumphant return to flappers comedy club burbank california 8 p.m thursday july 14th uh we are doing a live virtual show 
the dollop we're pairing with Moment House again. Uh, uh, July 15th, I will be in Blue Note in Napa Valley, California. That's two shows. There's a 6.30 and a 9 p.m. And then July 17th, Sunday, July 17th, I'll be at Cobb's Comedy Club in San Francisco, 7.30 p.m., doing one show. It is a crowd work show. I'm filming it. All riffs, all crowd work, all chatting to the crowd. You can go to GarethReynolds.com for ticket information for the dollop. You can go to dollopodcast.com. We are brought to you in part by Peloton. Obviously, working out uh, can be you know difficult, difficult to get motivated, difficult to jump on the bike or the put the feet on, whatever it is. You might feel like you don't have the time to work out or, or you want to get into a class at the gym and the class fills up. You know, it's easy to get shut out. I don't have that problem because I got a Peloton bike in my house. Also, uh, I can just throw it up on the TV on my Roku or my my Apple TV or my iPad, and I can just do whatever workout I want to do with Peloton. I don't have to sign up for a class. I'm always signed up for a class. I work out on the bike. I uh, usually ride with a gentleman named Dennis Morton. He's uh, my instructor that I've chosen because we have uh, very similar musical tastes. And he's not a rah-rah type of guy. Some people like the rah-rah instructor. He's not a rah-rah instructor. I'm, I'm very happy with that. Besides cycling, I also do a little bit of boxing. I do a little bit of strength. Uh, I've been known to do the H high impact uh, business. Uh, much easier to work out when it's just in your house and you can go whenever you want. Uh, Peloton works with your schedule. If you got five minutes or an hour or whatever it is, and you never have to have a weird, like, gym situation with an old guy whose stuff hangs. So right now is the perfect time to try out Peloton. The Peloton Bike Plus is now $500 less. It's best price yet, including free delivery and setup. And there are more game-changing prices available on the original Peloton Bike and Peloton Tread. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. And we're also brought to you by Edmunds. Thank you to Edmunds for sponsoring the show I've been using Edmunds for years. Uh, there's a lot of changes that happen in the automotive industry. Very difficult to keep up with. There's stuff you're like, do I need that? Do I even know what it is? That's why we have Edmunds. Uh, buying, selling a car, huge decision. With record gas prices also, are you looking at an EV? What are you, what are you thinking about? So for over 50 years, Edmunds has been helping people shop confidently, with the ever-changing car market, in-depth reviews, online shopping tools, they got expert guidance, they got everything you need to make a really good decision and when you want to get a car. Uh, one great thing they have is vehicle appraisals. So you get a car appraised, and then with that, then you know how much it's worth, and then you can make a decision on what you're going to get a trade-in. With that trade-in, can you get a better car? Can you get that EV you want, some with better gas mileage, a hybrid? And look, the appraisal does not ask for personal information. It's, you can get an instant, no obligation offer. They're just giving you an offer uh, that's good for seven days. And if you go and Google how much your car is worth, the results are going to lead you to Edmunds. So it's like a circle. For me, I, I think it's like three or four cars now I've used Edmunds. I've been using Edmunds for years. That's where I do all my research. It has made every car I bought very easy. They got great reviews, very in-depth they got great car rankings. It's really everything you need if you're looking for a car. Cannot recommend it enough. They even have EV rankings for categories including SUVs and luxury vehicles. They know what they're doing. So look, if you've considered making a change on the road, Edmunds 
is here to help. Visit edmunds.com slash appraisal to get your free online appraisal today. That's E-D-M-U-N-D-S dot com slash appraisal. Edmunds, they drive it like it is. March 29th, 1944, year of our Lord Jesus Christ, Savior, Son of God, Fisherman. What? Maker of automatic weapons. What is happening? In America. It's gotten worse. Dennis Dale McLean was born in Markham, Illinois, to Tom and Betty. Okay. They were Irish Catholics. Sure. Tom had, uh, Tom had been a very good baseball player in high school, but Betty made him stop pursuing a baseball career when they got married at 18. Okay. She wanted him to have a respectable job, so he joined the Army. Right. Yep. That's right. Freedom. Yep. <laughs> yes. Uh, then he became a truck driver, insurance guy. He had a side gig uh, teaching electric organ lessons, which he also taught to young Dennis. Electric organ. Probably like they're like, this is the next one. Look, yeah. this is what, 1944, did you say? Uh, this, uh, yeah, 1940s, so we're probably in the, the 50s now. So, the, yeah, I could 50s. imagine the electric organ being like, this has a lot of upside, this guy. This is going to be great. <laughs> this is huge. <laughs> is, is an electric organ... I will play it for you later. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, so Tom also smoked like a chimney and drank like a fish. Nice. Uh, and he'd go into rages. He would uh, Irish beat Catholic, Denny. you say? Go ahead. Yeah. 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 He would beat Stereotyping. Dennis? Stereotyping. Uh, yes, he beat Dennis. Uh, uh, Tom, uh, got into fights a lot. One time he got in a fist fight with another dad at one of Denny's Little League games. Dave Anthony. Um, Sorry, keep going. So Denny didn't like his dad. Okay, we're going with Denny. Didn't... I thought it was, it's not Dennis; it's Denny. It's De- it's Denny now. Denny. Oh boy! If it this is is this so Denny, the Grand Slam? It, it, is it Denny the Menace? Yes, it's the original story of Denny. Denny, Denny the Menace. Denny the Menace, not Denny what? the Many. Denny the Many. Okay. Um, so he also didn't like his mom because he blamed his mom for not protecting him from his dad. He said his mom was cold and heartless. So not a great. Childhood, sure. I think is what we're saying. Yeah. Um, the one thing Denny had going for him was that he was very, very good at baseball. Okay. And Tom encouraged him. And Denny was an amazing pitcher. He threw hard. He threw fast. And when he was 15, Tom died of a heart attack. Okay. And so Denny started kind of doing what he wanted. Like okay. No one could Raising control himself. him. Right. Uh, Mom got remarried quick, and he just was like, fuck it, I'm going to do what I want. So he ends up getting a a baseball scholarship to Chicago's Mount Carmel High School, Mm -hmm. and he led the team to three To a high school? A scholarship to a high school? So it's it's like a... Private. Private high school, okay. Yeah. uh, Some of us who were good at stuff got offered scholarships to high schools. Some of us were uh, asked to stop going to theirs. I got uh, I got a um, scholarship to Marin Catholic High School for my accents. In 1962, 
Uh, he signed with the Chicago White Sox and got a $10,000 signing bonus. Wow. Okay. So they started him out in uh, Kentucky. He played for the Smokies sure. in the Appalachian the League. Kentucky Smokies. Sure. That's right. Yeah, in his first game, he threw a no-hitter. You got to smoke a cigar <laughs> if you're going to play on this team while you play. Boys, it's cigarettes and cigars in the dugout. What Everybody's gonna... smoking. I'm quitting cigars. Can I get a cigarette, coach? God, <laughs> it's not a good team. Uh, so his first game, he throws a no-hitter and strikes out 16 batters. That's so wow. pretty good. Okay. Um, next game, he struck out 16, also gave up no runs. So he's, he's coming out hot. Right. He's coming out hot. Right. Um, and then he immediately blows off the team rules and drives 30 hours to Chicago to see his girlfriend on a day off, which nice. is a big no-no. Drives 30 hours? Yeah. Okay, so you have it a day have off, and you're just like, well, it's... As long as I don't go to sleep, it's a day. It's like, no, that is six <laughs> hours longer. You're not, that's more than one day off you're asking. You're asking for a few days off. I feel like, well, I mean, maybe I don't know back then, but I feel like he prob- it was probably there and back 30 hours because uh, that's okay, not a round trip. Yeah. Well, as guys who love the van and rock the van, we know. Uh, yeah, we're we van know. guys. We could, we, could get to the, we could get it from California to the Great Lakes. We have. And for those of you who don't know, we are van-only podcasters now. So every show we're doing, we are rolling in a van. You can even ask some of the the fans, the van fans, as I like to call them, who hung out uh, outside of our Chicago show and saw the van. They got to see the van. That's right. Yeah. And then after the show, we party in the van. It's a whole thing. So we're van guys. Uh, So... He, knew, he, he figured since he had thrown a no-hitter, he wouldn't get in trouble for breaking the team rules. And, of course, he didn't. Bad precedent. Okay. I see what you're setting here. Uh, he got promoted very quickly to the next league up uh, in Clinton, Iowa. He did well, but not as great. But um, he still kept taking off without permission. Like, that was his thing. His thing. Okay. It's kind of like Rodman. Uh, but he's good, so he's not really getting in trouble. He ended up being fined hundreds of dollars, though. Um. But he still, he looks like a legit pitcher, so it's all good. Okay. Now, he knew uh, Sharon Boudreaux from high school, mm. and uh, they start dating. Uh, they got engaged in January 1963 and married in the fall. So he's 19. So her father was an ex-baseball player and in the Hall of Fame and the announcer for Chicago Cubs. Okay. You, I mean, so, <laughs> okay. It's all, yeah. There's... Now, there's a weird rule, and I don't, it's not there anymore, but if you're in the minor leagues and you didn't get put in the major leagues within a year, another team could draft you and take you away okay. back then. Really? I so, like that rule. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, especially if you're like one of the people who's like, um, like I mean, you're, you know, I mean, that's a great way to not like waste someone's time being in... Um, Which they do. They they try not to bring guys up so they can like. There's all these different things they do to screw with players, and it's yeah. It's, they like try to keep them out of the majors for a little bit so it extends their right. Jose's feeder went up. Time. Okay. Do we wait or what do we do? Yeah, we should probably wait. It's gonna be about three say minutes. A, do we say a prayer? He prays on the it, dish. Did we a whole three minutes? More more one and a half. I, honestly, the first one today I would say was about eighty seconds. <laughs> Um, so he gets married, um, 
and then there's this weird rule. So he does get picked by the Detroit Tigers, and they grab him, and uh, he is quickly promoted to the majors in 1963. Okay. So his first game he pitches against his old team, the White Sox, and he wins. He also hit a home run in his first at bat, which he never hit another home run in his career. Oh, wow. <laughs> so that was just like a pure like Venom home run. Total. F- just yeah, like total. just the fury. He was just like, I will show you sons of bitches. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Um, so the next year, he's 20 years old, and he's one of Detroit Tar- Tigers' starting pitchers. And okay. he f- finished, uh, the team finishes fourth. He did a decent job. He was okay. But in the offseason, he goes to pitch in Puerto Rico in the Winter League, and he said something clicked, and he, like, figured out pitching. You got to throw it. And you got to throw the ball you hard. hard over the the it soft. Strikes. The whole I was trying thing. to hit the guy. Just while he's like out there to his catcher, like the whole thing is strikes. You just gotta <laughs> throw strikes, man. That's the key. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. The whole, the oh, whole yeah. thing is throwing the strikes, dude. Dude, li- listen to me. If you no, I'm don't, listening. if you, shh, shh, okay, sorry. If you don't I throw thought... four balls and what? you throw three strikes, that guy's out. And if you right. do that now again, is... that guy's also out. And right. by ba- the will baseball. of God, my father, who art in heaven, if you do it a third time, that's what? three outs. That's the end of the inning. You do that yeah, nine. You do that nine times. Here, give me that chalk. You do that nine times. No, I don't need the chalk. You do that nine times. Nine times. Times three, why are you, 27. Why are you writing on the board? You do that nine times, the game's over. The whole thing is strikes. <laughs> you just got to throw the strikes, man. Yes. Yes. This is it, man. This is going to change the game. Don't tell anyone we had this conversation. I'm going to use okay. this next year in the regular yeah. leagues. Maybe even starting here. Strikes, man. Strikes. Strikes. Mark my words, dude. Strikes, baby. Strikes. Ha! Okay. Ha! Oh, man. So the next season to Detroit, he was much better. He had a 16 and 6 The key is I'm trying to throw strikes. (laughs) 2.61 ERA. Now, he mostly threw a high fastball, which isn't legal. To, like, it wouldn't be a strike today. So they had, like, a, high, a bigger strike zone. The strike and zone being, very, for those who don't know, the strike zone being, like, the little circle square within the catcher zone where the ball goes. And if you get it mm. in there, that's a strike. And if you don't, it's a ball. I'm just for our, that's for our fans who are not really late. bad. Yeah. It's a zone um, where the strike is thrown. It's a, th- yeah. it's a thrown and the, zone. And the, the umpire kind of umpire kind of makes it up, but um, yeah, because a lot of times they've been like, you could pitch. have like a machine do that, and baseball purists like you were like, no, let the man do it improperly. The game <laughs> it's based on the man's <laughs> mind. It's just it just becomes too robotic at some point, but whatever. Yeah. I get the arguments both ways. So um, he. Uh, he, he, so he struck out a lot of guys. Uh, he, threw, he threw really hard and fast. So the next year, he makes the All-Star game. Wow. And um, he went, he, but he arrived late for the game. Sure. Because he had a dentist appointment. Uh, I call Detroit. it a denty. Denny at the denty. In the, okay, so yeah, he, he, he hit. Who? The, baseball, the All-Star game is in Washington, D.C. 
And he he now has a he got a pilot's license, so he's flying himself. So he went. He didn't want to not go to the dentist appointment, so he went to the dentist appointment in the they morning. They charge you half if you cancel within twenty four hours. So it's the all star game. I'm going to try to flew, do both. <laughs> he flew to DC and got to the game like two innings late. He literally arrived late to the game. <laughs> Not just like yeah. late for like call time or whatever they have. Oh, no. He shows up too. They're like, well, all right, we could use you. Thanks. By the <laughs> way, for those of you who are wondering, it was a root canal. Brush and floss, <laughs> gang. Brush and floss. Plus, if I could give you guys a little tip, go with no, the don't. strikes. Fuck. These, this is the whole thing. Give me that chalk. Give me that chalk. <sighs> give me the chalk. Mm-hmm. No. Nine. Give me that. No. Nine. I'll do it. I'm going to cut my finger and do it in blood. Nine times three. We're 27 strikes away from winning this bad boy. Okay. Well, 21. Because right. it's the second inning's over for us. Is there? Is it? Is the second inning over for us? Or does it go on forever the way you keep? Never mind. Yeah. So, so right. So he, uh, he, he pitches two innings. He pick, you know gets out all the batters. He still he still does well. So whatever he can get away with it, right? Sure. Um, I feel like this season, attitude is going to not be great forever. What are you talking about? Ah, it's just a feeling. Um. So uh, the next season, his coach Charlie Dressen um, has a heart attack uh, in the middle of the season and is hospitalized. So the third base coach, Bob Swift, takes over. And two months later, Swift is hospitalized for lung cancer. Mm-hmm. And soon after Swift was, goes in the hospital for lung cancer, Denny said to a reporter that the Tigers were, quote, a country club team where everybody does what they want. So... But he, I mean, are you insinuating that he's basically like, we got a bunch of quitters? Coaches yeah, are leaving because just... of heart attacks and lung cancer. <laughs> you can save that till the off season. The guy who went to the dentist the day of the All Star game is like, these guys just cannot get their priorities right. But teeth are valuable. Lung cancer, you can wait on something like that. But if you have a cavity that needs to be crowned, you got to take care of that now. I think, I think, I think he was talking about the players, and he didn't really probably think about the part where the two coaches right, were are in hospital in the hospital dying. Right. Like, <laughs> come on, guys, dig deep. He can't hear you, um, Denny. So the GM was pissed, and he Trade? fined Denny and, oh. and ordered him to say it was a misquote. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> so Denny came out the next day and told the press, "Quote: May God strike me dead if I said those things." Jesus. <laughs> Which. The GM was like, then, just say you didn't say it. <laughs> a teammate just th- then said he would probably get struck by lightning when he pitched that day. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been amazing. <laughs> so the team wasn't happy about this shit. Uh, his ro- his roommate on the road, they have a roommate when they go on the road. Right. They share a hotel room. Uh, he, he asked to no longer be his roommate. Like, wow. They were clearly not pleased. And then uh, the guy, the manager of the heart attack died in August. And the lung cancer died in October. Quitters. So they weren't cut out for the quitters. sport. Nobody likes they these would, quitters. Couldn't hack it, Come man. Come on. So um, 
Now, Denny has a really big personality. And because he's good, he starts making money outside of baseball. Endorsements? Um, well, okay, lots of things. Now, Denny had um, learned, as I said, Denny learned how to play the electric organ. Organ, <laughs> sure. From his dad. Finally, I and mean, obviously, we all knew this was going to come in handy in the off season. And he, oh. um, does he play what? at games? Did he play at games? Well, because the organ, I feel like, is like, you know, they like oh, play. Well, no, it's more of a jazzy. Okay. Um, so he starts playing clubs around the Midwest. So him being famous gets him club spots gigs. as the lead electric organist at a club. He is uh This is his album. It's not good. I'm trying to figure out what the organ is. I had it for a minute. That is the organ, I think. That's no, that's like the breath. There it is. It's an electric. That's the organ. But I think I think that's all the organ. Oh, maybe was that horns? Yeah, that's horns. Yeah, that's horns. horns. Yeah. Drums. There it is. I think that's horns. There it's it the, is. You hear? It? Yeah, yeah. It's the horns and the yeah. The, the, they're under there. They're, uh-huh. The horns are louder, but so that's the trio. It must be Which a is a smart move. The horn. Uh, uh, it just sounds like it sounds like a soundtrack to a '60s movie. Yeah, it's uh, it's it is. It's like a it's a very distinct. Uh, I mean, it's what you would imagine an electric organ would sound like. It's a little jazzier, but again, it's an organ. Uh, so he's doing gigs around the Midwest and people are coming out to see him. Um, he lands a $25,000 endorsement deal with Hammond organs. Organs are now, that big. <laughs> Everyone needs a Hammond. It's not a home unless you got a Hammond inside it. I don't think they are that big. <laughs> so it's, I mean, imagine trying to get an organ in your fucking ho- honey. I've got good news. <laughs> I went out today and I got it's something a, that's really going to, uh, tie the house together. I think. I don't think it's a big organ. I think it's a small... I think an electric organ is small. I think it's like a keyboard type thing. Hmm. I want to know. Because in my head, I'm having so much fun with the idea of bringing no, a in church. No, your head, in your head, you're bringing you're singing, a church organ and it's like... You're well, I don't giant, know what you want me to do about it, Diane. It is bought. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like a piano. It's like a... Yeah, it looks like a piano. Oh, okay. Oh, like that's a, a bummer. Yeah. It's like an electric piano. Sorry. I know. More fun the other way. More yeah. fun to just picture the like pipes and all that stuff. Just yeah. Like, just carrying that around from well, gig look, to gig. Look, I, my, my pitch is the baby can sleep in the yard. Is that crazy? Is that nuts? No. Now, does your club have an organ I can play, or do oh I have to bring Oh, my God, my own? bringing your own organ to shows? <laughs> Please tell me you have an organ. We do not. Oh, my God, this is not good. So, um, so look, he, he only makes like 90000 a year, so a $25,000 endorsement deal is huge. Right. Um, uh, another sponsor was Pepsi. Okay. Now, the reason Pepsi came on board is because Denny drank 24 bottles of Pepsi every day. Oh, my God. <laughs> what? No wonder he's got to do the dentist trip. 
<laughs> He's got rotting mouth. Twenty four oh, yeah, Pepsi's a day. If you drank twenty four Pepsi days, your teeth would look like your whole a body. nightmare. Your whole body. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I yes. I don't think I could get paid to do that. No, Which no, he I is, would get I sick. No, but twenty four. I mean, that's so much. There's a point. There's a point later on. I was reading a story in the paper from like seventy one. And a reporter comes over to his house, and it's like 8 a.m., and he's like, you want a Pepsi? And the guy's like, no, it's too early. No, you got to drink 24 a day. Get started now. What, are you crazy? <laughs> you got to hurry. Get moving. <laughs> so Pepsi hears that he drinks 24 a day, and they sign him, pay him $15,000 a year, and give him 10 cases uh, every week. They send it to his house, 10 cases. Ugh. He has a cooler installed in the back seat of his car so oh he can drink God. Pepsi. And that's like, li- li- I mean, that's just enabling. <laughs> you should not be doing that. Um, at 22, Denny's making more money from outside sources than he is his baseball salary. Hmm. Okay. And uh, his team cl- comes close to winning the league in 1967, but just misses. Um, now, Denny is spending money. I need to drink money. more Pepsi. He's spending money as fast as he makes it. Okay. So uh, he's always short on cash. Sure. So to make extra money, Denny invests in a betting operation in Flint, Michigan. Okay, good. Now, okay. I say invest. He, he, he go, it's illegal. He goes into business in a bookie operation. Okay, so he's, he starts being part of a bookie team. <laughs> Yes. All right. A guy playing professional sport. I mean, this is obviously a conflict of interest. How do you figure? Well, if you're the person on the field playing, you're not supposed to be involved in the outside wagering. It's just always well, sort of been a thing we're uh, trying that's, to. That's a good way to make money. Sure, for sure. I mean, he has special insights. You know, Dave, it would be like the government mm-hmm. legislating the way that they do and then being able to invest with the inside knowledge of that legislation that's upcoming and profit on it. It's not okay. It's like profiteering. No, no, well, sorry, sorry. Just going through my notes here. It is okay to... hmm, (laughs) Super weird moment I'm having over here. I'm not sure what's happening. So uh, his partners were in the Syrian mob. (laughs) Okie dokie. And uh, sports writers actually heard Denny calling in bets from the locker room on horse races and basketball games. Okay. Shortly after uh, he goes into business, um, a gambler bet $46,000 on a horse and won. Okay. So the bookie doesn't have enough money. So... (laughs) To which cover is, the bets. I'm sorry. Which to, is his job. Okay. What I was just about to say. If you're a bookie, that's the whole thing that you're bringing to the table is the bankroll. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, you don't take the bet if you can't pay it. Yeah. You're not like, all right, cool. Or, I mean, the like bookies are like breaking fingers and arms when you don't have the money to pay them. If you go to a bookie and you're like, all right, so where's that money? They're like, uh, listen, this is oh. awkward, but... uh. I really didn't think you were going to hit on that one. So um, <laughs> can I borrow a little money to kind of get me through the next couple months of booking, and then I'll do what I can no. to... I just, no. It may, all right. Would you want to let it ride? Do you want to bet on something no, else? I don't, no, I don't want to let it ride, because I, why would I when you can't pay this? Like, 
if you lose, I'll be more than willing to pay. I'm like... Yeah, that doesn't make sense. All right. Well, um, try, can I place a bet with you? Do you want to be a bookie? No. No, I don't want to be a bookie. I got a, a pony I, it, that I'm here, really eyeing up. Here's what I want. I want you to give me the money that I won on the horse race, and then I will go about my way. And you will... You're a bookie. So I make I know, a bet with you, I and know. then I win, and then you pay. I get... I just... I really, the thing did that you, it, did you factor in the part where people might win? I was just about to say I did not. No, I really never thought about that side of it. I guess that's I just, the whole thing. I know. No. Well, I, by the way, can we just compliment you for a second on how well you're betting? That was a crazy thank hit you. you just had. I thank you. I, um, yeah, no, I was pretty happy about it. Yeah. Except for the part where I didn't get any money for it. Well, like, that's um, hmm. At this point, it's just like. Like pride, I guess. Like I, but I'm, I want the money. I just haven't been doing it that long. I'm a, I'm a rookie bookie. Yeah, that doesn't really matter. All right. How about this? We go out. We eat some French fries. We forget this whole thing ever happened. Mm, no. I think we're out of options. So, the guy, the bookie, tells, I don't know how this works, he tells the gambler who won to go get the money from his partners. So now, the gambler guy is hounding Denny and calling him and trying to get the money from Denny. Wait, I don't really understand that. What it, I, I don't... How, I don't either. It's I I don't know how it works at all. But basically, the guy who the guy who took the bet and lost is like, uh, yeah, man, I can't do that. You should you should go after the guys who are my backers. Like, and then I'm just kind of like the the face of the operation. (laughs) You need to go find the money, man. I'm fucking pissed too, man. Fuck these guys. I mean, yeah, basically, that's what seems to have happened. <laughs> okay, sure, fine. So, that seems cool. So the guy starts going and, and like, hounding Denny and following him and, you know, I love trying that the guy's like, that is true. Good point. The seems... bookie was like, the bookie probably shut his door, and he's like, I cannot believe that that just worked. How the fuck did that work? That is amazing. So Denny's giving him the runaround and is not paying him, so... He's tired of it after a while, and then he reaches out to mobster Tony uh, Giacoloni. Okay. And uh, Giacoloni and his crew take Denny out on a boat in Lake St. Clair. Who says yes to that? Who's I like, no. Oh, I love the water. <laughs> really? Tony Coloni wants to take me out on the boat? Tony, you big softy. I didn't even know you. What do you want? Should we fit? Oh, I'll bring my fishing pole. The Godfather 2 is not out yet, right? No. Yeah. Okay. Let's go. Great. So, what do we need um, concrete for on a fishing trip? <laughs> so, and shaped like shoes? Weird. So they, they, their plan is to break Why you guys Denny's... get so much rope for a fi- we need The, the fish are going to see that rope once we... <laughs> guys, guys, look. Guys. I don't know tons, but I'll tell you. They're going to see the rope. The whole thing is we want to be secretive. And all these guns... 
You're gonna scare them away. Sure, we'll shoot one or two, hey, but that'll be it. What do you do with a hatchet and a baseball bat? We're fishing. And all these garbage the bags. Get a the net. Pliers? Just Why the get pliers? Why the pliers? Guys, you, I, honestly, this isn't even a tackle box. <laughs> so their plan is to uh, break Denny's hands. Oh, no. And for a pitcher, that's a big part of your... Uh... Yeah, so they realize that if they do that, he might not be able to pitch anymore, and they may never get their money. So instead... we got to take his brain out. Giacloni slams his heel, the heel of his boot, on Denny's toes and said if he didn't pay up, it would get a lot worse. And his toes... I like in his head, he's like, pitchers don't need toes. He's like, toes, (laughs) not necessary. No, also, this is an athlete. He needs his body. Well, his toes were dislocated. Ooh, dystoclated. Dystoclated. And um, right before they took the boat trip out, uh, Giacalone's brother made huge bets on the Red Sox and the Twins to win the pennant over the Tigers. So they're in a three-way race. They're oh, sorry, all tied. the Red Sox to beat the Twins. The Red Sox, the Twins, and the Detroit Tigers are all tied at the top of the league. And he wants the Twins and the Red Sox to win. No, he just knew they were going to hurt Denny, and yeah, without right, Denny, right. they're not going to win. Okay, so gotcha. he puts like bets that. on the other teams. Right. Oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth, you know, from this uh, this podcast. Uh, listen, I've got some stand-up shows. I'm inviting the Garmy, the Gareth Army, to join me for. I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow, September 13th, London, September 15th, Dublin, September 17th, September 19th, Manchester, Birmingham, September 20th, Bristol, September 22nd, and Cardiff, September 24th. And then in November, I'll be in Australia. November 10th, almost sold out, I think. I'll be in Melbourne, Australia. Then I will be in Northbridge, Australia on November 15th. Adelaide, November 16th. Canberra, November 17th. Brisbane, November 18th. And then I will be in uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it after it. Let's see you there. Hey there, people listening to The Dollop. Uh, This is Gareth. Yes, the same guy. Listen, I have a new podcast called We're Here to Help that I'm doing with my friend Jake Johnson. It's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't, but we try to help people with problems that are important to them. You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts, and it is out right now. So go listen to We're Here to Help with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help with Gareth and Jake. I don't remember how we did it, but either way, fun half hour comes out Tuesday, August 22nd, and the episodes will be out every Tuesday and Friday. We're here to help. Well, let's take a moment here to talk about Freshly. Look, it's hard to find a fast pre-cooked meal that isn't frozen or tasteless or super processed. Food that's fast doesn't have to be fast food. Freshly offers quality meals without the hard work. Their meals are designed by nutritionists, they're cooked by chefs, and then they're delivered fresh to you. Other meal deliveries, you, you got to prep them and you got to cook them, but freshly, they're ready to eat in just minutes. You come home, you've been, you've been in traffic for an hour, or you just had a hard day and you don't want to cook, bam, 
This is the answer. No one wants to spend an hour cooking after a hard day at work. And takeout doesn't have to be your only option. So whether it's you or for the whole family, Freshly gives you convenience, flavor, and nutrition. I recently came home the other day. I had a whole long day out with uh, Finn uh, doing the business, playing baseball with him, and I was just exhausted. And then what was there for me? A white bean turkey chili by Freshly. Throw it in, three minutes, enjoying it. I love the, I love the turkey chili bowl. Tasty, easy, and, and healthy. So that's it. Freshly is affordable and convenient. You skip the grocery shopping, no dirty dishes. The meals arrive cooked and ready to go every week. They got new meals are adding weekly, so you're not having the same thing over and over again. So stop stressing about dinner. Right now, Freshly is offering our listeners $125 off your first five orders when you go to Freshly.com slash dollop. That's $125 off at Freshly.com slash dollop. And now back to uh, Denny McLean. Now, oddly, Denny pitched badly after the injury. Yeah. And he didn't say anything about the injury to anybody. How do you hide, like, dislocated? Jeez, you sure? Like, you can't hide. You know what I mean? Like, it's quite a secret to be keeping. You're limping. No, I'm not. It's my new stance. Ah, good stuff. He must not have been limping. He must have been trying to walk around like it was fine. But that's not, I mean, your toes. I guess you could kind of do it, but still. (laughs) So Look, we don't want to ruin this pitching career. So we're going to break his toes. That's smart. Because <laughs> otherwise his hands, you know, his hands are a whole thing. If there's one thing I've learned, athletes don't use their feet. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. You know what I mean? He's not going to need his toes. He needs his fingers. He needs his hands. Toes he's not going to need. How's he pitching? Not well. I don't know. It's like he can't um, get the momentum in his body. It's weird. Feels like maybe the toes were an important part of this. I don't think that's the case. Yeah, so he he. It's a couple of weeks go by, and he's not pitching well. And then he finally admits that he's hurt. Okay. And he explains. I dislocated my toes on a boat ride. Close. He explained he fell asleep while watching TV, and when he woke up, his foot was asleep. Forever. And then he heard raccoons getting into his garbage can, and he jumped up and ran to look and slammed his toe into a piece of furniture. So, he's, he fell asleep. His toes fell asleep mainly. They were coma <laughs> toes. His toes fell asleep more than him. His toes were the most asleep. Yes. Then he hears raccoons going through the trash. Relatable. Yes. And then he smashed <laughs> his foot. This, by the way, is something that athletes have done ever since then. Like, it is. there are times where, like... It is. Like, I, I, there was one where, like, I think it was very clear the guy had gotten into, it was in the NFL, and the guy had definitely gotten into, like, a fight. And I think he'd been, like, thrown through a table or something. And then, like, his excuse, like, his excuse, it felt like he didn't think of it until he was asked about it. Because he, like, he, you know, he, like, cut an art. It was, like, arterial bleeding or something like that. And then, like, what happened? And he's like, I was playing um, with a Nerf basketball, and then I stepped in a bag of McDonald's food, and I fell through my glass table. And people were like, what happened? He's like, it's very relatable. The best Because there's was, stuff uh, in your contract that's like you cannot do certain stuff, or your contract yes. is voided. So they'll, they'll like lie, be like, 
It was a weird injury. It was a plane hit me. Like, yeah, there was Jeff Kent who said he was washing his truck and he fell off of it. And then someone was like, no, you were doing wheelies in front of your kid's school on a motorcycle. Uh, like. uh, but the, to get the wash the truck, dude, shut the fuck up. I'm going to lose $20 million. But the bre- best one was Chris Brown who said he slept on his eye wrong and it was hurt. <laughs> yeah. How did you get that big black eye? I slept on uh, my pillow improperly. So any more questions? Probably not about that. Anything else? So, uh, his, his, a lot of his teammates did not buy this story for some mm-hmm. reason. The team doctor called uh, the hospital to ask for a report on the injury. No report existed. And when De- so when Denny started going to get treatment for his injury, he would go to the stadium early in the morning before his teammates were even there. He was just trying to completely avoid his teammates. Okay, sure. That's great. Now, the, the, the Detroit press reports a lot of people don't believe the story. What, what do you and think it is about the story that people aren't buying? It is an odd. It is an it's odd. Weird, it's weird to not trust him. Yeah. Yeah. Denny, quote, I know it, but what am I going to do? Make up a story? How can I make up a story like that? It's too crazy. It really happened. It's the craziest. Who could make up a story that raccoons were going through their garbage, for God's sake? <laughs> what are you, nuts? <laughs> Uh, when Denny returned from his injury, the coach did not name him to pitch in that series they were playing. He said three other pitchers would pitch, quote, providing none of them falls off a sofa. Mm. Shots. <laughs> so the title race comes down to the final game and the team decided to pitch Denny in that game and he lost. Wow. Maybe so, his toes are still asleep. <clears throat> the mob made a lot of money on that bet they had made. Right. Beginning the next season, the Tigers were considered to be a legit title contender, but they're very talented, but most people thought they didn't get along well enough to win. Okay. So Denny shows up to spring training with his hair grown out, which he'd never done before, and now that his hair's grown out, it has a little reddish color to it. And the coaches and players kept saying they didn't know who he was. They're acting like they don't know who this guy is. It's a he joke. Has like some re- oh, okay, okay. Uh, fun, instead of going, fun. instead of going along with the joke, Denny was furious. <laughs> you do know who I am. It's like when you were a kid and you pretend your friend wasn't there and he was invisible yes. and you'd be like losing yeah. his mind. What do you mean, guys? It's so obvious. It is me. It's Denny. Oh my god! <laughs> Stop saying you don't know me. Just got to grow my hair out a little. I'm the same guy, you assholes. Guys, it's me, Denny. Look, look. Look at my foot. Look at how warm my toes know. are. I don't know who you are, Barry, man. Barry, what are you talking about? I don't know who you are, kid. We like, were road roomies. It's are you me. on the team? I what? never had a ginger roommate. What? It's not a... Don't call me a... Dude, we used to stay up and we would eat Doritos and tell dirty jokes. Come on, it's, it's me. <laughs> The guy, remember the joke, checking for bees? It's me. No. Danny. I never had a ginger roommate. Stop calling me a ginger roommate. I'm way more than that. I just grew my hair out a little bit. I was in the sun a lot in the off season because I was fortifying my rubbish area to not have more raccoons come by. Yes, Danny. Oh, you're that piece of shit. Well, yeah, so yes, 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 it's me. Fucking piece of shit. Well, as long as you're not calling me the ginger roommate, it's better. 
So uh, he yelled, quote, damn it, I did not dye my hair. It's Mother Nature. I was born with red hair, but it turns blonde in the sunlight. And then he cut his hair short because he was so You know angry. what you got to do? What my, what my dad used to do was call me a strawberry blonde, and I would be like, <laughs> stop this madness now. He's a strawberry blonde to me. I was like, dad, no, do not. Do that no. again in front of any human. <laughs> like I think when I was getting my license, my mother was like, "Did you tell them your hair was strawberry blonde?" I was like, "No." So Sports Illustrated dubbed Denny uh, "Mighty Mouth" because he said so many things that he shouldn't say, okay. like, "Quote: When you can do it out there between the white lines, then you can live any way you want." Me. I like to travel fast, always first class. Why, there's no other way to go, is there? The magazine noted guys with mouths like Denny's usually ended up getting punched in the face. And bankrupt. That's like and, the athlete, you know what I mean? It's just like, what can I yeah. tell you? I love shoes. It's like, well, it's not going to be great. You're, you only played three seasons professionally. So, uh, Denny always, uh, he always said what he thought. It just came out of his mouth, including uh, that, quote, Detroit fans are the worst I've ever seen any place. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So that doesn't go over well with the, the Detroit fan base. fans don't love that? It's weird. Strange. <laughs> the, I wonder what, what's up their ass. The inevitable blowback came, and then he said he meant some fans were the worst. And then so he then went. He said, if I did say that, God could strike me with lightning. Denny. Denny, don't. And he went further. Quote, we've got a lot of bad fans. The other teams <laughs> take take their life into their hands if they've got us beat in late innings the fans throw bottles and firecrackers they hit ken harrelson in the back with a firecrack they could have blinded him stop talking denny i've been in like arguments with like girlfriends before where you've been like you say something and they're like what and you're like what well, I don't know why that was I bad, but I'm going to talk it out a little bit. I'm going to talk like, it you out. Say, and it you say worse. like another thing. Yeah. And so you say like another thing that's like, I should have just stuck to the one bad thing because now there's four <laughs> bad things. <laughs> so in, in response to this, the team GM said he was never going to listen to Denny say anything ever again. Okay. <laughs> I mean, these are not good things to hear from your people. Your boss. Yeah. Your the, boss. Uh, Denny responded by saying he and the GM had a mutual irritation society. It's <laughs> very diplomatic. Denny told reporters he wasn't talking about all fans, just certain ones. He also said he wanted to like make that one- guy and that guy. Those are the guys. And then he said he wanted to make a hundred thousand while he was young, not like old Mickle Mickey Mantle. So, so he's just and people are like, dude, he's just digging holes. Not, that is like the that's like the guy. That's the best guy right now. That's the hero. I don't want to be so, an old piece of shit like Mickey Mantle. The team wins 103 games that season and uh, wins the league easily. And Denny McLean is the star. The entire country is obsessed with him because he was trying to win 30 games, which no pitcher had done since 1934. Okay. Um, he's still making tons of money. As an organist, he's making more money as an organist than most guys do with their baseball salary. (laughs) It's so weird. It's so fucking weird. weird. It's so weird. It's weird that it's going like it'd be one thing if it was like, you know, if it was like Eddie Murphy with singing or something like that. But it's like, yeah, it's an organ. 
Yeah, I mean that's why it's like the like if the the GM's like, look, what do you? I'll kick your ass out of here. Like I'll just tour with the organ full time. God damn him in this organ thing. <laughs> why is it so popular? He gave lessons. He did music shows. He played nightclubs with his trio. Um, he yeah, it was he was just all over the place with the, <laughs> the organ. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He was picked for the All Star Game along with teammate Mickey Lolich. And Denny borrowed a friend's jet, flew to Vegas, gambled all night, then flew to Disneyland for the day, then flew to the All-Star Game in Houston. He pitched two scoreless innings. Then he flew back to Vegas after the game. Quote, I shot some craps till I got all tired. Hell, I hadn't even slept more than 40, 45 hours in almost three days. It kind of gets to you after a while. Four to five. Uh, I hadn't slept more than four to five. Sorry, four to five right. hours. Otherwise, um, it would be like, Denny, you're sick. <laughs> Denny, that is not... I mean, I've, been, I've slept... I, I'm exhausted. I've only slept about 45 hours in three days. Denny, that is most of... Denny, what are you talking about? Yeah, I just can't sleep 45 hours. It's, Denny, uh, that is most know. of the... What did you... Denny... I get, I'm getting like 40, 42, you Four, know. Of sleep? Of two days, yeah. Yeah, my blood comes out real watery. It's not good. I feel, I'm telling you what I am is exhausted. I've only slept about 45 hours in the last 72 hours. I am hooped. Um, so then he flew home to Detroit just to pack and then flew straight to Minneapolis where they're having their next game. So Sports Illustrated is right, starts writing about how much money Denny is spending because this is obviously fucking crazy. Right. Uh, far more than most players. He got the best hotel rooms. He ordered the most expensive food. Quote, he is at present in the middle of... he. This is such a weird... He is at present in the middle of a mouth life. Half his teeth are capped and the other half will soon be. I think they're trying to say like a middle of... Um, a middle of something... Middle of life crisis, but they're using middle his of teeth. mouth. Yeah, it's... Anyway, his, half his teeth so, are capped. So uh, how's you know, the article going? It's, it's taken a very bizarre, not great turn, <laughs> honestly, sir. I really, we need it now. I think just take this, but I tried to make the whole thing about a mouth. A what? I, I think uh, I uh, fucked up. What's that? I think I what, fucked up. What are with all these dental pictures? Are these x-rays? Yeah, I'm really getting into the mouth thing. Uh, uh, middle of mouth life. How's that sound? Really bad and confusing for a sports yeah, article. But I think it'll attract people to the article. Are you done talking? Because you're just sighing a lot. I don't know. It's he's I'm half capped. Is he half capped? What does that Are mean? We, what is okay, his mouth? Half his mouth Denny is capped. Denny should be Denny should be a cap ten, but he <gasps> isn't because. Oh my god! This is like a middle of mouth life moment. No, I'm reading your article, asshole. Don't act like you're surprised. I this just is- love it. I heard it. I forgot I wrote it. Go ahead. He's like a molar on the mound. Yeah. Yeah, the whole thing, I'm doing like a mouth thing. Yeah, it's going bad. He's played so long, you can tell part of it is skill. He's a real wisdom tooth as well. Hey, right? He loves to play K-9 innings. Yeah. I mean, come on. I'm killing. I'm killing it. I think I'm He's killing it. He's got a great incisor fastball. Thank you. He yes. He doesn't chew tobacco, but he loves his gums. I mentioned he's getting his teeth capped, right? I, I honestly do not think so. 
Oh, he really is. That's why I did a lot of this. Okay, it's look, good. We're running it. Because here's what I'm thinking. It is a time not only, thing. It is not Not a... only do we print it in Sports Illustrated, but I think Dental Weekly pick, picks this up. So it's like an extra audience. By the way, nobody calls him Denny the Dental Dentist. It's a new nickname. Okay. Well, uh, next time, type it at least. I'll teeth it. Good work. Um, so he's spending shitloads of money. Um, Not fans, you think he's on drugs or he's just a party animal? I have Pepsi. I don't think he's on drugs. I think he's a Pepsi freak. I think that this. I think that could fuck your brain up. Pepsi freak is a new term I love. I mean, twenty-four Pepsi's a day. That is fucking. That's fucking up your mind. Like that's 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 a shit show. It's a lot of Pepsi. Um, Fans, fans love it. They love everything about him. As the season goes on, people become more and more excited that he's going to be the first pitcher to win thirty games. When. The team goes to Southern California. Denny meets with record company executives to discuss a recording contract and live shows. He knows he can make a lot of money if he wins 30. Quote, ah, just imagine what will happen if I win 30. He knows that he, he is by a, winning his 30. His baseball career is really there to hoist up his electric organ gig. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. Um, he's only 24 also. So oh my God. Be the, being a pilot, he starts flying to road games in charter jets, which pisses off his teammates. Cause they're supposed to be a team. They you yeah, know, go together and everything like that. Catcher, uh, Bill Freeman said, quote, the rules for Denny just don't seem to apply to the rest of us. So yeah, no one's That's really alienating. It's alienating. And, and you know, everyone's getting pissed. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, he's still slamming Pepsi quote. I'm down to about 60 or 70 bottles a week, but now I cheat a bit and get the king size 16 ounce bottles instead of the small 12 ounce bottles. And I don't drink any of that diet stuff either. Roughly the same amount, I would guess. Right. I mean, maybe a little less. I mean, it's got to be right around the same amount. Four ounces, every bottle for 62 bottle or 60 or 70 bottles i mean it's close it's like he's like yeah i cut down i'm just drinking uh, four ounces more per denny i don't I mean, mean to be the math guy i just imagine how fucked up his body and brain is it's not okay no it's like, <laughs> it's like you need water you're an athlete <laughs> So he's the biggest story in baseball, and on uh, September 14th, he gets his 30th win on national TV. His next game, the Tigers are winning in the eighth inning, 6-1, to one, and they've already won the league. He's won his 30th game, so the game doesn't mean anything, and Mickey Mantle comes up to bat. Now, Mickey Mantle is one home run away from becoming the third all-time home run hitter, and he's also nine days away from retiring, so he needs a home run. So Denny tells Mickey he would throw him whatever pitch he wanted. And Mantle doesn't believe him. So Denny threw a couple of very slow pitches. And Mantle then used his hand to show him exactly where he wanted the pitch. And then Denny threw it right there. And Mantle hit a home run. And as he rounded the bases, Danny stood on the mound and applauded. And then... (laughs) 
Uh, you can see Mickey Mantle uh, lets another ball go. Now he is instructing. It uh, looks like him and Denny are talking. They're meeting on the mound for a second. Very rare. You see, this normally between a pitcher and a catcher. It's rare for the batter on the opposing team to talk to the pitcher. Yeah. He's giving him some dimensions, uh, showing him. They're drawing some stuff in the dirt right now. Mm-hmm. Mantle walks back, and Denny uh, looks like he's going with an underhand throw, which is a little strange. I don't know what we've just seen. (laughs) The game's brought to you by Pepsi. Pepsi, you can drink 800 a week legally. So I read all these newspapers, and everyone was, like, uh, talking about how nice of a thing that was, which I don't think would happen today. Everyone would be like, what the fuck? Well, in the 90s, Michael Strahan was trying to get the single-season sack record. And Brett Favre, I think in a meaningless game, I'm pretty sure it was a meaningless game for both teams, Brett Favre basically went back, and as Strahan was, like, he just laid down and let Strahan touch him, and Strahan got 15 sacks, something like that, and broke the single-season sack record. So that was in the 90s. But I, I, you would think, but it's also, like, we are so outraged out that it would probably fly. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. You know, two days later, people would be like, what are we mad about now? Um... So the next batter came up and um, showed where he wanted. He also said what? where he wanted the pitch, and then Denny uh, threw it I'm, his head. I'm very much like a Denny's as I'm taking orders for pitches. What do y'all want? <laughs> Wait, Denny threw it over his head? At his head, yeah. So the batter was like, Denny, I like what you gave Mickey, but I'd actually like one a little further outside. <laughs> so the Tigers go to the World Series, and McLean lost twice. So Denny loses twice in the World Series, but he's going to give it against one of the greatest pitchers of all time, Bob Gibson. So, Okay. Um, his teammate, Mickey Lolich, won three games, and they won the World Series. McLean won the American League Cy Young and Most Valuable Player. And in the offseason, he traveled the country playing the organ and talking too much. <laughs> you really can't get past it. Well, I'm just like... <laughs> it's just so incongruent with, like, the other part. Baseball. It's like, yeah, like, even the Rube, like, was wrestling, like, lions and shit. You know what I mean? It's like, that's not normal, but it's like, he's like, I'm an athlete. Like, for him to be like, I'm also an organist. It's so it's weird. Just, it is weird. It's yeah. weird. Um, and the organ. In Vegas, Denny was asked about Lolich, and he said, quote, I wouldn't trade one Bob Gibson for 12 Mickey Lolich's, which is his teammate. Which yeah, is both are his teammate, right? No, Bob Gibson's not. He, oh, okay. Okay. So, so he's, these are the kind of things that don't go over well with his teammates. Seems awkward. Uh, the next season, 69, Denny had another great year. He won 24 games. He won the Cy Young Award. He's making a ton of endorsements, and he's a regular on national talk shows. He's playing the Hammond organ on talk shows and then joking around on the couch. There's so much wrong with, like... The fact that he's playing the organ, the fact that he's on talk shows and people are like, play the organ. And people are like, wow, this is good TV. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm watching a pitcher play the electric organ on the Diane whatever show. <laughs> Dinah Shore show. Dinah Shore, yeah. Uh, he's headlining in Vegas. What? He made more than any player in baseball and was as famous as a baseball player could be. And he's 25 years old. Then, in February 1970... Just imagine if, like, Cristiano Ronaldo played the banjo. (laughs) Successfully. (laughs) 
You know what I mean? Or the pan flute. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. If, like, Lionel Messier was, like, a great tubist. Uh, it's messy. You said Messier, which should... Hockey. That's what I'm talking about. Is his name Lionel? Mm-hmm. There'll be no more questions. <laughs> Dave, cut this part out. This part's not working for anybody. Um, so... In February 1970, Denny was questioned for hours by the FBI about his connections to the mob. (laughs) Two weeks later, the Detroit Free Press published a story about off-field problems with Denny that had happened in 1967. Mm. The next day, the Detroit News reported Denny was the target of an investigation and connected to Flint bookies, and that his injury in 67 was suspicious. What? Oh, my God. We're going to run through this raccoon trash toe sleep story again? My foot was asleep, Jack. (laughs) The article said he had huge money problems. Quote, he is being sued by a number of creditors and has an $8,400 lien that has been placed on his home by the IRS. His total debt was about $50,000. Soon after, Sports Illustrated put out a cover story with McLean, quote, Denny McLean and the mob, baseball's biggest scandal. The magazine detailed his connections with the Syrian mob. The entire situation with uh, Gia Coloni was detailed. The Detroit News reported Flint police looked into Denny at the time and that the mobster had stomped on his foot. Basically, the entire story from 67 is blown open. Right. The press. I think we could do a biting thing with the story and maybe make it about the mouth. Like his mouth is wide open <laughs> for this one. No, you're not doing the fucking tooth angle again. It worked so well. Hear me, okay. hear me out. Hear me out. Chompers what? McLean. Excuse me. Get Chompers out. Ma- Chompers McLean. You were fired. McLean. You have been fired. Muller McLean. <laughs> yeah. A great. Thank you. Break his foot. So the press goes searching for Denny. They find him playing golf in Florida, and he says the Sports Illustrated story is all lies, and he was going to sue. Quote, Strike me down by God's lightning today (laughs) if that's true. Quote, I'm not just talking about one suit, but many. Um, Then he's called in to meet with Commissioner Bowie Kuhn. Bowie Kuhn. Sure. That's a human's name. Sure. And he says he's not part of a bookmaking business. And when so he's just going the route of fully lying, fully lying. Right. He's, the, he's like just Pepsi out of his mouth. <laughs> just uh, imagine Imagine if I did that sort of stuff. He said when the bet was the sixty four thousand dollar bet was made, he uh, he wasn't in it in part of it because he had. He'd backed out of the deal after the partners backed out on him. <laughs> I, I mean, that's, it's amazing when your excuse is like, I backed out of the bookie deal way early. It's like, Denny, that's not good either. But okay. And then he did say that he loaned one of the book's partners 10000 to pay off the $46,000 debt. But I had nothing to do with it. <laughs> you know what I mean? All I did was loan one of the guy's money in the booking up. You know what I mean? You guys get it, right? You guys understand why that means I didn't do anything? I, I, lo- I loan money in a non-business way to uh, bookies? Like it's... Maybe. I did not have an affair. 
my penis was implicated in a vaginal moment with the woman. It's way different. Uh, so he also said he'd never met uh, Gia Coloni and that his f- foot asleep raccoon injury story was true. So I mean, you days- don't want to be lying about raccoons to a guy whose last name is Coon. He's like, that. Uh, if anyone uh, can sniff it out, it's Bowie Coon. So days before a spring training start, the commissioner suspends Denny while an investigation takes place. One problem with the accusations is that they all came from criminals in the Sports right. Illustrated story. So right. Denny, he's broke. What? He'd been making um, $200,000 a year and spending it like crazy. But also, it turns out, his lawyer handled his money. And his lawyer either stole a bunch or mishandled it. But either way, his lawyer fled to Japan. Wow. I mean, so there's our hero. The lawyer who's in Japan, like, hello, how are you? Uh, yes. <laughs> Can you just see Denny in an alley like, I'm I jerk you off for a Pepsi. Excuse me? Aren't you? What? Like this guy? Come on, please. Just I want one of f- those big just bottles. Just take Give the me fucking a Pepsi. Ounce. Well, fucking take it, you weirdo. Jesus Christ, what the fuck is happening? That's terrifying. Oh, it feels good on your skin and inside your body. What the fuck? God damn it. I'll for nine more. Are you Danny McLean? I used to be. You want a Coke? So, Denny has to declare bankruptcy. Okay. Now, Commissioner Kuhn uh, finishes the investigation and announces Denny's punishment at a press conference. He's no suspended. More He's suspended till July 1st, so three months. Okay. Um, without pay. He said Which Denny. Which is an eighth invent- of the baseball season for those of you who are listening. Yeah, that's right. If you don't know what numbers are. So. He, um, the, the commissioner says that Denny has been the victim of a con and was never a partner in the bookie business. He tried to become a bookie, but they didn't let him and he wasn't one. So he also said nothing had affected the 1967 pennant race, which is Uh, really the heart of it. He doesn't want anyone to think that there's a asterisk. yeah, on the that, app. that. But when your best pitcher has broken toes, that does affect the season. Yeah. So what he can't say is he's, he's definitely shielding him, right? Yes. Yes. He's shielding him from you. Got involved in the mob. You got your right. foot messed up, and it and it it basically ruined the Tigers' pennant chances, right? But nothing changed for this season. Nothing. Uh, At the press conference, a reporter asked what the difference was between trying to become a bookie and becoming a bookie. And the commissioner said, quote, I think you have to consider the difference is the same as between murder and attempted murder. Uh, I'm sorry. That's not great. Can you imagine the commissioner saying that? So he tried to kill someone? Uh, Yes. He just didn't. It just didn't work. He was unable to kill the person. He really wanted wanted to kill them. Yeah, he wanted to kill the guy. And had he killed the person, that would have been crazy. But uh, no, he was not able to carry out the... You know, as I'm talking, I'm realizing I don't love this comparison. So I would say, uh, let's just take it back from the top. Three, two, one. It's a lot like 
trying to kill a... I'm going to do some mouth stuff. <laughs> um, so reporters thought it's a cover-up. I mean, all across the country, everyone's like, it's a cover-up. It's a, it's a light punishment. It's a cover-up. But Denny returns to baseball on July 1st. The stadium is packed to see him. They cheer him for a whole minute when he comes out. Um, we, we, he doesn't pitch well. He doesn't pitch well for weeks. He's Okay. Yeah, he's rusty. Like he's, an also, he's also gaining weight because he does drink. What? Well, oh, the Pepsis? Uh, a case of Pepsi. Is there sugar Pepsi in Pepsi? A, a tiny, tiny bit. A tiny mm. bit. Seems strange. On August 28th, Denny walked. He had three months off <laughs> just pounding Pepsi. <laughs> Boy, he's really put on a little of that Pepsi weight, hasn't he? On August 28th, Denny walks up to a reporter who's sitting in the Tigers clubhouse and pours a bucket of ice water over his head and then says he's going to get all the reporters that season. Excuse me, Denny? 40 minutes later, another reporter is in the press box when a security guard tells him Denny wants to talk to him in the clubhouse. When the reporter arrives, Denny said he didn't like a headline that had been written and dumped ice water over the reporter's head. Dave, this is taking a very strange little turn. (laughs) (laughs) He better be raising money for Alzheimer's. Uh, The Tigers GM suspended Denny for an infinite period up to 30 days. Denny said he was it was just a prank. And then he said he wants to be traded now. It's a prank. In what way? I'm pouring water on him as a joke. It's ice water thing. You guys it's not haven't really what heard a prank of this? is. It's actually an escalation. It's prank. What Denny was trying to do is basically like uh, murder. Mm. Yeah. Sorry, I probably should stop. I had a few murder, weeks to work on this. Murder e, like murder ish. Murder ish. Adjacent. Yeah. Anyway. Um. So he is uh, suspended. So now he's been suspended up till July, and now spending another month. And he wants to be traded. The season's like six months, so he's... Is he still married to the same person? Yeah, so I so I, I, just, I don't go into that, but she, she leaves him all the time and comes back. Like, they're, she's like, Jesus Christ. And But she never divorces. She keeps leaving and sure. coming back. Okay. Um, I get it. I get her part. Um, so then the commissioner all of a sudden calls Denny in for hearing because the commissioner learned Denny had brought a gun on a team flight. It's a lot like murder. Or, well, this actually works for this one, honestly. <laughs> and he doesn't have a license to carry a gun. The commissioner suspends him for the rest of the season after the hearing, which costs him altogether. It cost him over, you know, probably like $60,000 of all the suspensions. And he's this broke. Year. He's broke. Now reporters, now report. Oh, did I not? Did I miss this part? I don't know. It's hard for me to I know. I did. So after he... Um, Water. I, I don't know how I, I skipped this. After he talked shit about the fans, uh-huh. his wife was driving the car and she stopped at a gas station and they f- and the guy, the attendant is like, there's a bomb in your car. And it turns out it was a smoke bomb. And so Denny was like mad and like, how can you do this? And, you know, my family could have hurt even though it was just a smoke bomb. I, I can't believe I passed that. But now, with all this stuff coming out, reporters are like, was that actually a smoke bomb? So, 
they're they're wondering if maybe his car was actually bomb bombed or is he are they saying he <laughs> well, did something? He, he no, they're up. saying they're, no, they're saying he's got trouble with the mob. Oh, so they're like the mob was maybe trying to the actually, mob hurt his foot. Good like, fellas, him. What what was this? Right. Um. Yeah. So everyone's like looking at the bigger picture and being like, "There's a lot." going on here that's uh, a little off. Um, <clears throat> so he, like I said, he's been suspended for uh, investing in a bookie operation, having a gun, dumping water on reporters. So it's all like, they're, they're clearly ama- they're questioning the bomb. Amazing all yes. those things. It's also he's dumping water. Um, the Detroit Free Press reports that he's fled his home because of threats. So all the reporters are like, Detroit's fucking done with him. Like, nobody in Detroit has his back anymore. Um, so they do. They trade him to the Washington Senators the next month, and the GM announces the trade at a press conference, and as he does, he throws a roll of Tom's anti-acid pills into a wastebasket and says, quote, I won't be needing these anymore. So he's like, "This, I don't have heartburn anymore because this problem's gone. This guy, yeah. Things don't go. But little does he know. In a couple weeks, he's going to find out it's diet based. (laughs) Jokes on him. He's eating too many acidy foods. Things don't go well for um, Denny in Washington. Uh, The manager is Ted Williams. He's one of the greatest hitters of all time, but not a good manager. Um, He doesn't pitch well, and he and some other guys form uh, a group, and he's the leader of the group. The group is called the Underminers Club, and they try to get Williams fired. Oh wow! Wow. Crazy. The name came about because Williams, in a meeting, accused some of the players, including Denny, of undermining him. Who? But then why would you name your, like, knowing that that can get out there, wouldn't you just be like, (laughs) the coalition for a better team? (laughs) But you know what? It doesn't get out. The reason it gets out is, like, after he gets traded off this team, Denny then tells the press everything. (laughs) Smart. He's like, yeah, we had a club called the Underminers Club. And he goes into this whole party about how they would initiate people. Like, it's just fucking crazy sure the you ever hear of that- a butt funnel <laughs> yeah. now you have um that season um denny's arm starts hurting and he has to take a bunch of cortisone cortisone shots halfway through the year he stops throwing his fastball because of pain which is kind of his only pitch okay. he went from leading the leagues in, win- in wins two years before to leading the league in losses now 22 wow. and he's, also- he's 27 now He's yeah, about twenty six, twenty seven. He's also um, gaining weight. Weight each year. He doesn't look good. Um, in nineteen seventy two, played for the Oakland A's, the Birmingham Barons, and the Atlanta Braves. He was bad for each club. He played a few weeks with Shreveport and Des Moines in the minor leagues, but in seventy three, he's done. His career's over. Wow. At twenty nine, writer Mark Amore quote: "He was twenty nine and looked forty five." Oh, man. I mean, this is like Pepsi's like, will you stop publicly saying you're drinking <laughs> Please. This is called the anti-sponsorship. We'll pay you to drink Coke. But he still has to make money. Oregon uh, time. I'm talking about to, selling his. Yeah. I guess the Oregon, I guess the, the Oregon concert business is not doing well now that he's not, you know, oh boy. a good pitcher. So. He invests in a big screen television business. He runs a bar. He writes a book. He opened a walk-in medical clinics. And 
on the side. He would hustle at golf courses. Oh, wow. Then he gets hired to be a GM of a minor league uh, team, the Memphis Blues, in 77. Nine months later, he's fired because he ran up the team's debt from 200000 to 340000 which included 53000 to the IRS for not paying Social Security or withholding taxes on checks. He, declared, okay. he, de- he declares bankruptcy again. Can I do it twice? <laughs> so now he starts loan sharking and bookmaking. Oh, wow. Full and at, circle. At one point, he got 160000 to fly a guy convicted of manslaughter out of the country. What? He also had an extra fuel tank added to his plane and used it to smuggle cocaine. Oh, my God. I mean, is there a bit? Uh, this is like an anti-Pepsi PSA. <laughs> He's smuggling cocaine? In March 1984, Denny was arrested with six others for conspiracy to smuggle 400 kilos of cocaine and racketeering for loan sharking and extortion. Oh, my God. A few fellow traffickers pleaded guilty and said he, and one said he and Denny delivered cocaine in golf bags. For loan sharking, he set up a mortgage company as a front and charged 150% interest. Now, at the trial, his lawyer painted him as the victim, saying he'd been conned by criminals, which is what he'd said before. Right. My my client Uh, is what we call a legal cutie pie. (laughs) He's not able to make... Look at this little guy. He's not able to make any decisions like that. He was swindled by the grown-ups who did all the big talking, speaking at him. My client is what I refer to as a Toys R Us kid. There's a million toys and toys of us that he can play with. He's just a little guy. Look at him. Yes. He had, he had a, he was uh, charging 150% interest. He, uh, yeah. A rate that only a baby could come up with. He is a cutie patootie. This guy doesn't know any better. He's a little baby in the city. He's lost. He sees a bunch of bright, shiny lights and he's just kids. It startled him. It's hurt his little baby brain. He's a child. Look at the little scamp. I can't stay mad at him. And ladies and gentlemen of the jury, I don't believe that you can either. He is just simply nothing more than a little boy in a grown man's body that was formed by the high fructose corn syrup abused (laughs) by the Pepsi Corporation. So, uh, on the stand, Denny said he had considered killing himself, and his lawyer asked why he didn't, and Denny said, quote, Well, in all candor, two reasons. I'm innocent of the charges, and the day I thought of committing suicide, I couldn't find bullets. Oh, man. I'm glad I did my comedy before that line. (laughs) So sad. That's a dark line. Um... He's found guilty on everything but smuggling cocaine. He got 23 years in prison. Wow. He shows up to the Atlanta Federal Penitentiary, uh, and uh, he, there's a prison baseball team, and he tells them he's available to pitch, but they pass. Wow. <laughs> They're like, yeah, we're good. We No. So other inmates formed a team and called it Detroit Denny's. And Denny pitched and managed... In his first game, he gave up four runs in five innings and never played for the team again. He told I mean, the Detroit... He isn't good enough for the prison leagues. 
<laughs> that is quite a fall he's had. So he really, like, to your point, he was all fastball. Yeah. Yeah. He told the Detroit Free Press, quote, I feel like I had been at Pearl Harbor and survived. I can guarantee you, as of this date, this hour, this minute, I am retired. So he officially By the retired. Way, everyone at Pearl Harbor is like, hey, can you not? <laughs> okay. So he's retiring. In August 1987, the Court of Appeals ruled Denny should get a new trial because his had been rushed. But he uh, instead pleaded guilty and got 12 years. Released for time served and put on probation. Wow. He was soon hired to be the promotional director for a minor league hockey team in Texas. But he kept fighting with the front office and was fired. <laughs> okay. He's next and he hired- better start playing organs at, at sporting events. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> hoping... He's just like, you know. He's next hired to do morning talk radio in Detroit and actually becomes a success, which turned into local TV sports talk show gig. Uh, Now that he had money, he invested it in a meatpacking company near Flint in 1993. Okay. It's amazing to have your morning man be like, hey, uh, that daddy, you uh, illegally transported 400 kilos of cocaine. (laughs) Oh, that's right, I did. uh. Well, that reminds us. We've got concert tickets to give us later today. That's right. Um, so after he, uh, he and his partner invest in the meatpacking company, a month later, uh, they decide to help themselves to the company's pension fund and stole over $3 million. Wow. He cannot help himself. He cannot. He was indicted in 1996 and sentenced Jesus to eight Christ. years in prison. Dude. Sharon, who had left him a million times over the years but always came back, was finally done, and she filed for divorce. Denny got out in 2003. He worked a series of jobs, mostly sales. Then he remarried Sharon after begging her to forgive him. Oh, man. He wrote a book in 2007 and threw every teammate he could under the bus. (laughs) He worked different radio gigs, uh, not successfully. He wrote articles for... A Detroit sports magazine on September 8, 2018, the Tigers held an anniversary celebration for the 1968 World Series team. And Denny got a big standing ovation. The team gave away bobbleheads for the big star players, but not one for Denny McClain. Mm. Sharon died on December uh, 2019. She had Parkinson's. Denny currently lives in Pinckney, Michigan, he started a podcast called No Filter Sports, which lasted 10 episodes. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, you know? man. I can't. Oh, <laughs> God, I want to do his show so badly. <laughs> in October 2020, he sold off his sports memorabilia in a very publicized sale, like ESPN. Everyone's covering it. And much of it was his Hall of Fame uh, father's memorabilia, father-in-law. Uh, Denny then downsized his home, and so that's where Denny is today. Wow, I can't believe he's still with us. I hope he doesn't hear this. What a fucking story. I uh, just, I mean... Talk about that. His, his... Like he, he, you should, t- he should write a biography and call it, call it blowing it. And it's too, see, it means too, right? I hate it. But um, <laughs> you could take baseball out, and it still works. The story? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just fucking... Cocaine transportation. I mean, it's I a mean, huge component, but... Yeah. Yeah, it's really... 
Um, I wonder if he's... It would be like most people when they sell organs, it's different. But okay, so he... I'm happy he's still with us. Um, sources, uh, several Sports Illustrated articles. Danny McLean ready for his comeback try. McLean with love and kisses. Um, uh, the book Detroit Tigers Gone Wild, Mischief, Crimes, and Hard Time by George Hunter. Detroit Free Press, Detroit News, AP, UPI, Newsday, uh, The Washington Post, and... Um, Pepsi Chronicles. The Society for American Baseball Research article by Mark Amore. Wow, what a guy! What is it about baseball? Is it is? It, I, I feel like other sports have. Is it just that you love baseball, or is baseball ripe for this? Part of the thing I think in baseball is that since the there is this sort of ability for you to be highly skilled and not particularly practicing athletics so you have a lot of time where you can become like a fucking lunatic yeah i think it used to be like that yeah yeah yes is that is that why it's so uh yeah i think stories like this i don't think it's like that anymore like now you really you gotta be super athletic and train and do all this stuff but back in the day you could literally just fucking throw hard or hit well you could take barbiturates or whatever. Yeah, you could do whatever you wanted to your body and still have that eye-hand coordination, and that's it. Like, you know, and so I think it definitely, that lends itself to just crazy, wacky characters. Well, (laughs) I mean, yeah, really does. Pitchers, too, seem to be a, a nice zone. Yeah. Seems to be like a very... Oh yeah, it's a cr- yeah. Pitchers are crazy. They're like chefs. <sighs> well, sorry, chefs. Yeah, you know what to do to Dave's food. That's right. Well, I love you, buddy. What? Huh? That's not how we end. Oh, I just thought. I thought no, that was great. Don't. I had a great time. No, we don't. So. No, we don't end that way. It's not who we are. Love you, brother. Love you so much. Touch you around. You touch, I'll touch you around. Is that what you said? Nope. I love you, man. Okay, bye. I love you so much, buddy. Bye.